I believe what God has given these young men tonight is timely in the sense, as, as Brother Jaden was talking about, we're in, a, we're in a time where we have to choose will we overcome or just stay where we are. We're in a time where we need to respond to the Word of the Lord. Uh, many people over the years, I've, I've been raised in church my whole life, many people will be given a word of prophecy or a body of Christ will be given a prophecy and they think that it's automatic, that it's just going to come and fabricate right in front of their eyes. But if you read through Scripture, oftentimes it is hinged on our response. We quote 2 Chronicles 7.14 so frequently, but at the beginning of that verse he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and then I will heal their land. If my people... So we are in a season where we do have to respond. We are in a season where we have to decide if we will be the overcomers that God has called us to be. We're in a season where we cannot be accustomed to the darkness. We cannot be accustomed to the fear that has been placed on us throughout this world. And, and many people are afraid, but my Bible tells me that God still hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Can you say amen? But I want to, to kind of really pick up where where Brother Cameron and Brother Jaden left off, but I was studying in Exodus myself over the last few weeks, and God began to lay some scripture out to me, began to lay out a, a, a story that I believe that just parallels where we are. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but over 400 years ago in 1620, the pilgrims, uh, the ones that came to Plymouth Rock and, then, and near Boston, Massachusetts, they... they gave this country, they made a covenant, they gave this country to God. In 1620, 400 years ago, they gave this country to God. And they realized that this country was not their home. This country was a fresh start, but heaven was their home. And what Brother Cameron was really telling us tonight is that through 400 years of bondage by the, by the Egyptians over the Israelites and being accustomed to the darkness, what, what it was really done is Joseph came out of, of Canaan land. He came out from his brothers. He was sold into slavery. We know the story. And he was put in, he excelled. He was put in prison. He came out of prison, interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. He's made prime minister, so to speak, of all of Egypt. Egypt, but his, his goal when he brought the people of Israel to Egypt was for them not to stay there. He even told them, don't bury me in Egypt, take me home. Take me home. But they stayed there. Over 400 years they stayed there. And just like the Americans, we, we came and these immigrants, we came and, and we stayed here. But what has happened is we've got accustomed to where we are. And we live in America and we have no need of anything. Everything's at our fingertips. Everything's at our disposal. But I want to just remind you of a simple fact this morning. That heaven is not the promise. 
promise. Or, or that heaven is the promise, but America is not the promise. Egypt was not the promise. Yes, it was good for a time. It sustained the Israelites for a time, but there came a season where the God raised up men of God and women of God that said, listen, we are not supposed to dwell here. We're not supposed to be in captivity to this world. We're not to be uh, indisposed by this world and captivated by this world uh, but there is a promise for us to inherit uh, and it is uh, the what I believe is revival, I believe is heaven, I believe that God wants to do something great in the time and the season that we're in so we see the parallel, there's 400 years 400 years and it's so easy just to, to get into the American culture and be a part of America instead of being a part of the body of Christ but what I want to show you tonight is, is that there's still hope that God is still doing something. God is still speaking to us. God is still wanting to show up and show up as my show up and show off as my mother always said. God is wanting to do something in the time that we're in. Exodus chapter 5. I'm just going to read a few verses to you here. Moses comes out of the wilderness. Quick backstory. Moses comes out of the wilderness. He's had an encounter with the fire of God. He's had an encounter with the burning bush. God has commissioned him. He goes. He finds his brother Aaron. God has been speaking to his brother Aaron. They say listen we have an assignment that we have to do. We have to speak against uh, what is holding our people captive. We pick this up in their first encounter with meeting Pharaoh in Exodus chapter 5. Verse 6 says uh, after they had told Pharaoh hey you need to let the people of God go. You need to let them go. You need to let them go and sacrifice unto the Lord and worship him in our own way you need to let us go Pharaoh said I don't know your God I don't know what authority you come at me with so we pick that up in verse in chapter 5 in verse 6 it says and Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as here therefore or is heretofore let them go and gather straw for themselves and the tail of the bricks uh, which they did make heretofore ye shall lay upon them and ye shall not diminish aught thereof for they be idle therefore they cry saying let us go and sacrifice to our God let me work let let more work be laid upon the men that they may not labor therein and let them not regard vain words. Just to summarize this portion of scripture. Here's what's happening. Pharaoh says after his encounter with Aaron and Moses, he says, I don't want the people to hear the word of the Lord. I don't want the people to hear what the prophets are saying. That's what he's saying in verse 9 here. Let them not regard vain words. Let them not listen to Moses and Aaron. Let them not let me put it in today let them not listen to the prophets of God let them not listen to what's being preached on the pulpits and across social media let them not hear what God is saying to the church brother Jaden quoted a verse and we see this in the beginning chapters of Revelation the angel of the Lord said he that hath an ear let him hear There's, why, why, why is that so important because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of 
God. So we see that Pharaoh says, I don't want them to hear the word of the Lord. I don't want them to be encouraged. So put labors upon them that make it so strenuous. But don't, don't stop the quota. They're, they're, the quota they have to meet every day has to stay the same. But I'm not going, I'm going to begin to, to wrap my arms around them even tighter. And I want you to know that the enemy has been fighting more so now than ever before. I've, I've never experienced such spiritual warfare as I've experienced in my life the last few months because the enemy realizes that there's deliverance coming, that there's hope around the corner, that God's people are about to shake themselves loose, that this generation is about to walk in freedom. He knows what's about to happen and he says, listen, I want them so busy. I want them so occupied. I want the burden on their lives so heavy that they can't hear the word of the Lord. So he does this and he says, listen, let their quota stay the same. Let it remain the same. God began to speak to me and God began to show me some things. He said that, he began to speak to me and he said that, that listen, there are many in this house, there are many that feel that they're just making it day to day. They feel like they're just barely making it by, that they're just barely meeting the quota, that they're just barely meeting the status quo. They feel like it is such a burden just to lift their head from the bed in the morning. There are many here, the Lord was just speaking to me over the last few weeks there are many that are fighting battles with depression and anxiety there are many that are discouraged and they feel weighed down and burdened but listen I want to bring a portion of scripture to you I want to show you something here tonight listen because the enemy will always fight harder right before the breakthrough I will tell you as a football player there's a hundred yards on that field but when you as an offensive player and you get down within the 10 yard line that defense begins to dig into something that just something on the inside of them and they're going to fight you for every yard because they don't want you to inherit the promise the touchdown and you say well that sounds so weird but just go with it tonight I feel the Lord in this house but what I want to show you is as the burden got heavier the people of God where they were just so disgusted with, with Moses they were just so upset with Moses and Aaron they said you've caused all this your words have caused all this and there's many people and God, God began to convict even me of this there have been many people that have prophesied things that I'll be honest that I simply have not believed I thought there was no way but God was saying you listen to my men and women of God you listen to the words they say it may be hard right now but over in Exodus chapter 7 this is what God began to say in verse 3 to Moses he says as, as Pharaoh's hearts become more hardened as it gets harder he said it's just so I can multiply my wonders and my majesty it's just so I can show him my power it's harder why because it's going to be a greater testimony it's harder now why because you're about to inherit the promises of God it's harder now why because revival's around the corner it's harder now why because God wants to do wonders God wants to do mighty things in our midst they came to him and 
And they, they came to him again and again. They came to Pharaoh again and again. Saying, let my people go. Let my people go. The Bible tells us uh, in Exodus chapter 8. Uh, that At the end of that verse, uh, in verse 20, it says, Let my people go that they may serve me. Pharaoh was a political leader, was he not? He was a king. Ruling the superpower of the world at that time. There wasn't a kingdom that could rival them. Sounds a little bit like America. They tell us we're the superpower of the world. No one can rival our military might. No one can rival our genius. No one can rival our military equipment. And that may be true. That may be very true. But now in this nation, there are governors, there are men and women that, that have a political office that are telling us you can't go and worship the way that you always did. You can't go and lay hands on the sick anymore. You can't pray a prayer of faith believing. Listen, I believe in wisdom. Wisdom is biblical. But I will tell you, fear is not biblical. Wisdom is biblical, but fear is not biblical. And this political leader had them so bound up. And Moses' and Aaron's cry, all it was is let my people go so that they may serve me. Let me, let me put this into a phrase. Let me, let me put this into today. Let my people go so they can worship me, so they can honor me, so they can praise me, so they can lift me up, so they can see the wonders and the mighty hand of God move upon them. Let my people go. Church, the burdens you've been dealing with, the obstacles you've been facing, the many things that's been going on, tormenting your mind. You see, the whole reason that the children of Israel were there too long for 400 years is because Pharaoh, as Brother Cameron made reference to, put taskmasters over them. And what it did is it changed their mindset. It changed their mindset. So as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. It changed their mindset and they felt like as he was describing, as Brother Cameron was describing, it was all they ever knew. Many of us, and I include myself, many of us, church is all I've ever known. And it's so easy to just do what I've always done. But I will tell you in the time that we're in, I cannot always do what I've always done. I cannot worship the way I've always worshipped. I can no longer pray the way I've always prayed. I can no longer sing the way I've always sing. I know I can't I can't preach the way I've always preached. It's a different time. Why? Because God is wanting to set his church free so that they may serve him. The Bible tells us, as we go through the Exodus story at the beginning, in the beginning chapters, we find that many wonders, many signs and wonders begin to happen. We see that the rod is turned into a serpent. We see that the Nile is turned to blood. We see that, that the, the frogs come upon the earth. It's the first four things that begin to happen. And what's crazy is, is I, I never really realized this before, but just as the Egyptians experienced these plagues, so did the children of Israel. 
You say, well, that, that doesn't sound right. These first few plagues they experienced with the children of Israel or they experienced with the Egyptians. Everyone experienced them. The frogs were all over the land. The blood ran in the Nile, which fed all kinds of creeks and other rivers. It was throughout. But as it continued, when we got to the plague of the flies, something began to change. In Exodus chapter 8, God said this, And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen, which is... which which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. And to the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And he's, this is Moses talking to Pharaoh. What he's saying is the plague may affect everyone. Listen, we're in the middle of, of what some would call a plague, a virus, uh, so to speak, and it has affected the righteous and the unrighteous. It has affected the entire world. I really, it's touched everyone. We all know somebody that that has dealt with this and and all that. But God said as this continues, as this continues, He said, I'm going to begin to separate my people from the world. What He's saying is I'm going to get my remnant out of this. I'm I'm going to separate my people. I'm going to separate the people of God through all these plagues, through all this devastation. I'm going to get my bride. I'm going to get my glorious church. I'm going to get those that will follow me in spirit and in truth. That will walk upright with me. That will pursue me. And we see as this continues, you'll find, you can see throughout the nation that there's beginning to to slim down. There, There are churches and there's people that are saying, I'll never go back to church. I'll never go back to church. I'll never do this again. But you'll find that there are still people people like are in this house tonight that'll say I'll still assemble myself in the house of the Lord I'll still raise my hands when they sing I'll still clap my hands when they say clap, I'll still pray I'll still fast I'll still lift up the name of God there's a separation there's a separation happening right now because God's getting a church that is willing to travel towards the promises This world is not our home. If they'll come to the music tonight. We see that there had to become a mindset. There had to be a response. The children of Israel could believe the word of the Lord from Aaron and from Moses. Or they could stay in captivity. So church, Brother Cameron, Brother Jaden presented to you tonight. They both asked you some questions. Will you overcome? Will you overcome? Will you overcome? And this, is, this has just been on my heart the last few months. Can I overcome how I feel? Feelings can be very deceiving. Jade, can you come into church and can you come into your prayer time every morning? Can you come in and get past how you feel? You may feel tired. You may feel wore out. You may feel the stress of the day. 
He said, but can you get past that and just enter in to the promise of my presence? Church, it's harder now. The burden's heavier now. Because God's about to show us His glory. When you, when you begin to study that word glory, in the Hebrew language, it literally means almost like a weight. Because God wants to remove the weight of this world off of you. Place the weight of His glory upon you. That's why Rome, or, or Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, set aside every sin, every weight and sin that so easily besets you. Why? Because there's another weight that He wants to put on you. And His burden's light, His yoke is easy, but it's the weight of His glory. We know the story tonight. If you'll stand with me. know the story they leave Egypt and as brother Cameron said we they complain they complain they complain the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 7 and verse 16 that Moses said to Pharaoh let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness they may serve me in the wilderness he said that doesn't sound like good news what happens in the wilderness the, the, the definition of a wilderness is just a barren place it doesn't sound encouraging right because what brother Cameron was saying was simply this what Brother Jaden was saying was simply this. The children of Israel had to serve God in the wilderness. Why? Because things began to come off of them and come off of them. And 40 years later, he finally got the Egypt off of them. But I believe we're in a season where God wants to do a quick work. And God says, listen, if you begin to respond and believe the word, that's the word of the Lord that's been spoken over the body of Christ, that we will experience deliverance, that revival will come, that there is a releasing of God's presence and His Spirit like we've never known before. I believe that. If we will believe that and hold on to it, He said, as you begin to step out and serve me in a new way, they went into a new land, a land they'd never been. As the wilderness took the Egypt out of the children of Israel, he said, God, God began to reveal to me quickly, quickly, the world will begin to come off my church. And the separation will be complete. I'll have my bride. And they'll have my promise. Good things come out of the wilderness. Joshua's come out of the wilderness. Where did John the Baptist come from? The wilderness. Before Jesus ever preached a message, he first went through the wilderness. Church, 
God is purifying us. I know there has been such a repentative heart towards God in this house and across this nation. And, 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 and there's been conviction. There's people coming to me, telling me, listen, I'm sick of what this world has to offer. I want what God has to offer. That tells me, as Brother Cameron said, we're close. As Brother Jaden said, if we just overcome, overcome how we feel, overcome how we think, overcome what the world is trying to tell us we should be and who we can and cannot be and what we can and cannot do. What Moses and Aaron did is they simply took back authority that was given to the people of God. I'm not worried about the political system of this world. Because I know what the men and women of God have said. I know what God has said. And God told Moses, there will be deliverance. There will, chains will come off. Burdens will be lifted. Mentalities will change. As Pastor Ronnie has preached multiple times in this house in 2020, prodigals will come home. We will experience the glory of God if we continue to push, we continue to press, we continue to believe, we continue to have faith. It may be hard right now. But as God told Moses, it's hard. The Pharaohs of this world, it's harder. So I can multiply my wonders. We're in a perfect place. What better time to shine a light than in the darkest hour? B.H. Clendenin said, and it's so true, every revival came in the middle of a moral midnight. I want it. I want Him. So I ask you tonight to come and find yourselves a place to pray. Young people, come, find yourselves a place to pray. These altars are open. And you say, well, I, I have nothing to pray for. Pray. Pray for your brothers and your sisters. Let's continue the fight. Let's continue to hold on to the Word of God because deliverance is coming. Peace is coming to your situation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So if you would come. I'm inviting you to come. You can pray in your seat. Uh, but if you'd love to come forward and pray at these altars, I encourage you to pray. Call out to God. If you, if you have nothing to pray for, you feel like you have nothing, find someone to pray with. Encourage. Uplift. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, we hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.